The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to the Adventures of Toxic City podcast. Thanks for coming on this ride with us again, guys. Thanks for coming on this adventure. Um, we're here, man. We are here with the illustrious, amazing, one of my favorite artists out right now. Um, Dirk Strangely, known this guy for years, been inspired by his art for years. Um, he lives a crazy life, man. He's on he's on the Comic Con scene. Um, this is how he takes care of his family, just doing art for all you aspiring artists out there. Um, he's a guy that's been doing it. I've seen him for the last 10 to 15 years just take care of his family and uh, provide and um, off the thing he loves to do. So if you're out there, you're listening, you're curious, you're on that scene, man, you're trying to jump in, this would be a good one to listen to, to follow in his footsteps, a man of a billion ideas. Um Dirk Strangely, he's an artist, he's a musician, he's a writer, He's has his own um, comics published, he does stand-up comedy, He uh, the list goes on. Um, <coughs> excuse me, I am still a little under the weather from last week. If you heard, I was hacking up lungs. This, this week, the rest of the internal organs have come out, and I shoved them back in, and I'm actually on the tail end of my, my cough, uh, whatever I had. So hopefully uh, it'll be good to go and I won't uh, throw pieces of my insides on this microphone. It'll be good. Um, I'm going to shut up. That's our intro. I got some some news and what's going down at uh, Toxicity Comics um, coming up on the tail end. <coughs> but other than that, let's just jump in with the amazing, creepy, macabre Dirk Strangely. Let me just let you know this is our first on the road. We went traveling. We went traveling for this uh, podcast in the middle of downtown. It's cool with the ambient sounds of the, the cars and the people walking by. We just sat on the sidewalk recording, and it was awesome. So I just want to let you know that we're mobile. We can go mobile. Little little the Adventures of Toxic City can now go on an adventure and record the adventure. Uh, we have some uh, awesome stuff coming up. So be on the lookout. Stay with us. Again, thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening. I don't know what week we're in. I'm guessing nine. I think we're in week nine maybe. Um, <coughs> with Dirk Strangely. Let's jump in it, baby. I'm going. You ready for this? I'm ready for this. Let's We're in this. We're you in, in this? I'm in. You and in? welcome to the Adventures of Toxic City podcast. I have traveled the seven seas, a.k.a. I-45 <laughs> and whatever. It's the seven uh, seas. Right. I am here with artist, producer, director, singer, songwriter. Well, you have many titles. Uh... Epic lovemaker. Epic lovemaker. I forgot that one. Men, women, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Everybody Mr. needs to Mr. Dirk Strangely himself. I'm excited to have you on the show. We've been Thanks, planning Chevy. this for a long time. We had to uh, yes. meet in the middle of where we're at. Most people yes. that I interview, they come down to Toxic City Studios, which is also known as the back room of Toxic City, right. where we keep all our random stuff. Oh, but yeah. uh, you made me get in the car and come to you. And, yeah. uh, and I think that was sweet of you. That was. That was. was. So we are actually right now in the heights of Houston on 19th Street, sitting outside a uh, Torchy Tacos. Yep. And um, I brought my wife. I, I brought my girlfriend. She was like, let's go to this sandwich shop across from Torchy Tacos. And me being a good guy mm-hmm. says, you know what, honey? I'll give you this one. We'll go. And we went in, and the guy says, what do you want? I said, I'm not sure. I'm not a big sandwich eater. And he ridiculed me for not eating sandwiches. I heard something about some bread. And then I said, hey, I want this sandwich. And it's served on onion bread, which I'm not a big fan of onion bread. I said, can I switch the bread to sourdough? And he said, 
you're gonna switch the bread? And he looked like I'm the I'm like a customer, he, he right? Was judging you. He yeah. was totally judging me. And he yeah. said, That's what makes a sandwich. He rolled his eyes, he scratched out my order and wrote down a completely new order, went over to the cashier, whispered in her ear something mean about me. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to the counter, the cashier actually said, Do you guys want some water with your order? It's healthy for you. <laughs> And I was like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Like, is this, I was looking for a camera. I thought I was on something, but no, yeah. good stuff. It was, it was like it was like Jamie Kennedy was going to jump around the corner and be like, gotcha. Right. I like the Jamie Kennedy reference who hasn't had a show in probably a decade. Hey, I, I'm old school. I, I like that. I, you're lucky I didn't say Tom Green. I Tom Green, I would have <laughs> taken it a little better. I would have yeah. taken it a little better. I'm a big fan of Tom Green. So that, that was my uh, lunch experience at the sandwich shop across the street from uh, Torchy Tacos. I wanted a taco. My wife talked me into a sandwich. You came along and said, hey, let's get tacos. So I had to sit and watch you eat the food eat, you wanted. Eat tacos, yes, yes, yes. yes. So um, that's cool, man. I'm in that. We are here with artist Dirk Strangely. Um, what you got going on, man? Uh, well, we got a couple things going on. I'm, wor- I'm finishing up three books right now. One of them's called Strange Stories for Strange People, which is kind of my take of Tales from the Crypt. Oh, very cool. Yes. And um, I got... Look, we're outside. There's the honks, hon- <laughs> horns honking. I like it. It's it's, it's like it's the ambience. score. It's like right. the score. Like Tim, I like that. Yeah. I feel like I'm in that movie with uh, Paul Rudd. Tim Burton Begin gets again. Danny Elfman, and I get freaking <laughs> you get a like Chevy horns of trucks. Houston. Right? Yes, horns of Houston. Okay, so yeah, tells from tells from the crypt. Uh, I had an opportunity to write a couple scripts for them, and then I I, I kind of wrote them in the tradition of like the way the show was back right. in the day, kind of kind of grimy a little that's bit. That's cool. Yeah, a, little, yeah. a little greasy. This is actually the fourth time this week I'm randomly talking about Tales from the Crypt. Really? Go ahead. Yeah. That's right. awesome. It's funny you brought that up. Oh, that, good. That it all started still relevant. The, it all started with the Demon Knight ad we found on the back of a comic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. They, they, I remember seeing some of those on the backs. Right. Okay, well, yeah, so I got an opportunity to write uh, two scripts from tel- for Tales from the Crypt, and I wrote them, and I sent them in, and the editor was like, well, this isn't... This isn't really, uh, this is a little more greasy than what we're going for. And I'm like, well, it's like Tales from the Crypt. Like, it's right. supposed to be greasy. And he's like, well, we're trying to cater to, toward children more now. So now I have these two awesome scripts that I really love that I wrote. Right. And I can't use them because Tales from the Crypt wants to, like, get, like, a Disney contract or something. I don't know. Right. But, um, so what I did is I created Strange Stories for Strange People, and I got, uh, I got friends to illustrate it. And um, some of the friends I got to illustrate it is like Steve Werblin, storyboard artist from Along Came Polly. Oh, very cool. Uh, um, Equilibrium. I, I can't even name all of them. The Day After Tomorrow. He also did the courtroom art for um, the O.J. Simpson trial. Awesome. Like that was all on CNN. And Dang, Annie. that was yeah. the first appearance of the Kardashian father. Was it really? Yeah, he was LJ's lawyer. <laughs> what I was did his not name? know that. Yeah, yeah, that's how they got famous. That's how they. That's where they got their, their money from. Okay, that's cool. Her dad was a lawyer, divorced. She got married to an Olympic champion who is now a woman. That's Holy how that crap. works. Um, uh, so yeah, and and then I got a bunch of uh, other artists to get in on it too. Did fantastic work, but um, so that's one of the projects coming through. Uh, we got a couple art shows coming up. Uh, we're, we're doing one with you. It we're doing about, one. October 17th. Yep. October 17th. Uh, do we have a, a time yet? Um, not set. We'll have one by the end of the week. Okay. Probably by the time this airs, I'll, I'll tag it on the end. Sounds good. What we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so what, what, time's, what time do you want? We're around 
Six. Six. Six is good. We'll rock and roll. Yeah, I think six would be a good time. And then, and the cool thing about our art show, if you're listening to this and you're going to hear it plugged tons of times, October seventeenth, for the first fifty people that come, you're going to do what for them? Yes, uh, for the first fifty people that come, you're going to get. I the whole show is themed off of uh, uh, the plague doctors that used to do house visits uh, during the Black Plague. And what do they do? Uh, basically, I. I, I don't know exactly what they did. You just love the way they look. And I'm pretty sure they didn't know exactly right. what they were doing. They just showed up. But they showed and up. And took people's money. Yes. Love and, it. And they're just garbed in these robes and uh, normally had on like a like a Heisenberg Breaking Bad hat. Right. And then just like, uh, it looked like welding goggles with like a, a, a bird skeleton face what, mask. What was the purpose of the face? Well, the, fi- the purpose of it is... Uh, the, the way they built it and sometimes they built it out of reeds like sticks and twigs okay it was supposed to fill it was supposed to work as a filter to prevent them from getting the plague okay so it's supposed to allow them to be around so it. the bigger because i've seen giant ones i've seen shorter ones of mm-hmm. the bird face mm-hmm. the bigger it is the idea is the more filter you have exactly okay. exactly so but i just the image the aesthetic of the the plague doctors really appealed to me plus I've seen a couple of the original posters, mm-hmm. and they just oh. they, they just look amazing. The poster that he's making for you people for the first 50, yes. it's am- I'm looking at it right now. It's gorgeous. It's glorious. I'm super. I was excited about the show before, but now I'm hype. Yeah, I'm hype too. about the Dirk Strangely uh, Plague Doctor show, or whatever we decide to officially call it. Hey, but that, I, that sounds pretty I, good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in it, man. It's it's. Me too. I it's like good. it too. Let's talk. So, uh, let's talk about your art. Well, let me tell them okay, what they're getting for the first yeah, fifty let's do people. It. First fifty. So first fifty around. people are get uh, like crisscross are getting um, coffee stained prints, and all you got to do is show up. First fifty people show, show up. up. You're get you're getting uh, an original numbered and signed limited edition coffee stained print. Hey, let me get that number one. All right, you got, Dun- number, you got, got number one. You got number one. Sorry, so, number two. So there's only 49 left. <laughs> 49. First 49 first, people well, that you, show up. You make 51. <laughs> um, first 49 people that show up. Yeah, right. Like, I got gotcha. you. I'm probably going to take the last one. Okay. So it's first, first 48, 48 people, people that show up. We keep one. going. Yes. This guy on the street's like, hey, man, can I get one of those? <laughs> get one. First 47 people. <laughs> I, uh, exactly. Yeah, so awesome, awesome. I'm here with Dirk Strangely. We've known each other a long time. How many years, you say? Uh, most of them. Right. I think, uh... 2003, maybe? I know I was out of high school. I know it's been maybe 15. Let's say okay. that. I but think that. I think that sounds right. How old's your son? He's... Okay, he's 14, so... 12, then. Because I met him when he was 2, I believe. Okay, then 12. Yeah. Let's say 15. Let's say 15. That sounds better. Yeah, it, I, it has a better So, um, we both worked at a guitar center. Yes. And we were, we wanted to be greasers. We would grease our hair back. We were greasers. We were greasers. And so we, uh, I wish I was. My hair does not do what I need to do anymore. So I put on a hat every day. But so I ran into this guy. We looked at each other's hair, both greased back, both pumped. We started talking about music, started talking mm-hmm. about uprights, started talking about hot rods, whatever. Yep. Um, in that, and we, we got to be friends. Two days later, we're in the bathroom together doing our hair. Together. We were, we yes. were. Um, yeah, it, it, that's happened to me a few times. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, I say all that to say this: we've known each other a long time. I was actually there when he comes to me because at this time you you were drawing, mm-hmm. but you weren't like, "Hey, I'm an artist." You were yeah, just drawing. Yeah. yeah. He, he comes to me and says, uh, "You know what, man? I really think I'm going to start drawing for a living." And I kind of laughed at him. Yeah. And I said, yeah. "All right, man. Let me know how that yeah, goes." Yeah, good luck with that. You fast forward 
15 years, I mean, you're taking care of your family. This is mm-hmm. all you do. This is your main profession. Yep. You've made art all over the world. Yep. Um, celebrities, people, you have fans, whatever, um, all over the country. Even, mm-hmm. have you left U.S.? Didn't you do some? Yeah, Canada stuff. Canada and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. You've been asked to do other shows. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. England, Japan, oh, I believe definitely. you told me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've so, sent stuff there for galleries. I just haven't been, my art's been all over the world. Right. I haven't. Right, I hear you. I hear you. So I'm uh, super impressed with all that. Um, let's talk a little about your art. What inspires you? What's, what style? What what vibe would you say if somebody said, what is Dirk Strangely? If a blind person said, what does his art look like? How would you describe it? I would describe it through a feeling instead of an aesthetic. Uh, I, Listen I, to these artists. You I know, that sounds, completely, that sounds completely artsy. Go ahead. No, but it's good. It's in your, it's in your blood, brother. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, okay, well, basically, I, what I try to do is I try to take some... I, I believe in balance in life. There, there's, there's dark and then there's light. And, and we all have a little of both, but finding the balance is what I think is important. So I like to try to take like, like attractive, beautiful subjects... And show the darker side to them. Or I'll take a dark, kind of om- ominous subject, and then I'll show, like, the light side of it. Okay. And, and so I, I just like to have a, a medium of both inside of my art. That's awesome. I know That's it's That's awesome. I know it is. But I, it is what it is. And I know you hate this. I believe some magazines have described you as... Yeah. Houston's own Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts That's all right, on that? Though. That's okay. At first, when I first read it and I first got the, got the <laughs> magazine back, I was like, oh, man. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it just, when you when you're, do a certain genre of something, right. people relate to it with whatever they have encountered in their lives. Right. And what most people have encountered their, in their life when they see something like kind of cute but dark is Tim Burton. Right. And, and he, you know, he kind of forefathered that for our generation. Right. Not not in the art community because he was inspired by, like, Edward Gorey and, like, artists that did, like, the Plague Doctor posters, right. too. So, like, and probably Dr. Seuss as well. So it's like, right. we, we share a lot of the same influences and and yes, Tim Burton is in it. Uh, he is in there somewhere. And your original pieces, bringing up Dr. Seuss, have been in the same galleries as original Dr. Seuss pieces. Yeah, that's true. Pop yes. Gallery in, down, in downtown Disney in Orlando. Right. Uh, my originals were hanging right next to Dr. Seuss's originals. Them. Yep. And very proud of that. That's awesome. So, um, so basically, I just, right, I just do my thing. I try to make art that makes people feel something and, and remind them that they have a soul in there and and try to be more thoughtful to other people and, and a lot of times even themselves. Who are your top three, let's say, you don't have to be top three, but three some biggest inspirations in your life. Maybe not even artists, just people that... Made me think different? Yeah, yeah, that inspire you, we'll say that. Uh, Tom Waits would have to be one of them. Number one. I, yeah. you, you're, you're my Tom Waits bro. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, this man has a giant collection of Tom Waits original I, art from artists all across the country. I do. That's I, amazing. I, I co- I've seen them. I collect, uh, I collect Tom Waits art from other artists that like if i like their style i'll commission them or try to talk them into trading right but um but yeah tom waits is definitely one of them i i relate to him a lot i think uh i think he's a very intelligent empath um and i i, I think he's very creative almost i think i think he's a more dedicated andy kaufman actually oh that's a good way to put it for those who listeners who don't know tom waits is 
Tom, well, Tom Waits is a musician, right? Uh, originally, with, with jazz, with, with jazz, amazing voice. Jazz. You, you've probably heard him in the he, background of something yes. and not even. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like he, sa- he sounds like he's made a living yeah. chewing and swallowing glass. <laughs> yes, that's yes. a good way. <laughs> and smoking cigarettes and, while yeah, doing right. it. But um, so, like, but basically, the the Andy Kaufman reference is Tom, Tom Waits. A, a big part of him is a show, and he's also an actor, by the way. But right. Jersey uh, Domino. I haven't seen that. Oh my, yet. he's the best. He shows up and he's like this crazy preacher. Shows up in the middle of the desert when they're on this peyote oh, trip. It it's already insane. sounds good, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm actually I'm actually working on getting him to write the Ford for the Wonderland Journal right. as well. You tell me, up. That. yeah. So uh, and that, you, you you've met Tom Waits. I I didn't meet him. Uh, I I kind of got to interact with him though. Okay. But. Uh, like what? I didn't, phone? I didn't admit him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. You want the phone story? I want, no, yeah, yeah. Give me the okay. phone story. We got stories, baby? Come All on. Right, you know so, I'm a story guy. So we're, we're uh, I, I'm alone in downtown New York. Uh, it's really busy out. I, I'm doing, Why were you there? I'm doing a show called The Big Apple Show. Okay. And um, I can't remember which pier it is, but... It, but I'm literally dragging all of my supplies. Like, I have no available hands. I got things draped over my shoulders. I'm dragging two heavy suitcases with my backdrop, all my originals, about 80 pounds of prints. I'm just dragging this and hustling it down the street. I literally pawned my guitar to get there. And my phone starts ringing. I, I look at it. It's at 3%. And I'm like, who's this number? You know? So I answered it. Let's rewind a week. Okay. All right. I like that you just Tarantino'd the interview, but go ahead. Yes, I, t- I totally Tarantino'd the interview. So let's rewind a week. Um, I-, I wanted to contact uh, Tom Waits to write forward for the Wonderland Journals, which is my personal adventures in Wonderland. Right. It's my documentation of it, but it's going to be a coffee table art book. And uh, so I wrote to his um, his agent, and his agent was like, well, Tom pretty much does whatever Tom wants to do at this point. You know, he, if he likes your project, maybe maybe he'll be interested. If not, you might not even hear from us. I don't know. Right. I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, so, okay, fast forward back a week to me hustling my stuff down the street in, in New York. My phone rings, and I pick it up. Now, as most of your listeners have figured out by now, my name is Dirk Strangely. Right. Well, on my phone, I answered it. Hello? Uh, yeah, um, it's uh, Dirk Strangely there. All right. And the first thing I, I realized, like, my hair stands up on end because I realize who's on the other line. And the first thing I say is, um, this is Dirk Strangly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? Thank you. Sorry, man. I always wanted one of these. <laughs> um, so, uh, basically, my phone's at 3%, and Tom Waits just called me on the phone. So, now now I'm like, yeah, well, you, you know, I'm trying, to pi- I, I'm trying to figure out how to pitch it to him, but I also, like, I want to seize this opportunity of being on the phone with Tom Waits. But, again, I can't hear him. It's noisy out. Fortunately, there's not honking allowed in, you know, allowed in New York anymore. I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> uh, but, but like, it was just a really busy street. People are talking, and I, I could barely hear them. And, and I straight up tell them, like, hey, can I call you back? Because, like, I, you know, I need to get somewhere quiet. I can't hear anything. I'm in the middle of New York uh, going to a show. And he starts giving me, like, 
instructions on this cafe. He was like, where are you? And I was like, well, I'm here and here. I see the street name. I named it off to him. And he's like, there's a little cafe if you go around the corner. And, uh, like, he's telling, he's giving me directions. I'm trying to listen to him. And uh, my phone dies. And I'm like, no. As soon as I get there where it's quiet, like, I'm like, all right, I think I can hear you better now. My phone dies. I tried to call back the number that called me. It went nowhere. And then, uh, like, three day, when I got home from the show, like, two or three days later, I had an email waiting for me saying, uh, Tom says he'll, he'll take a look at the project when you're done. Send it to me here at this email. That's awesome. So, if... I, I, always, I always pictured how it would be, like, if Tom Waits and me met. Right. Like, um, you know, there would be candles and very white <laughs> in the background. Of course, of course. It'd be a very romantic thing, right? Mm-hmm. But that was my very, but instead, very white voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sound more like Elvis. <laughs> uh, but um, my Tom Waits encounter is exactly the way a Tom Waits encounter should have been in my life. Right. You know what I mean? So even if I made it up, right. it, it couldn't have been better and more appropriate. <laughs> Right, you, know? you were that close. Yeah. That's so. cool. What if, what if he was trying to... What if he was in that cafe? Oh, that would be awesome. He was guiding you. Next time I tell the story, he's in the cafe. Right, 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 yeah, right. Because the, the story through. gets better every time I tell it. Right. <laughs> so I understand. Why does the and truth get in the way of dude, a good story? Most That's of my it. Philosophy. Most of it's true. Right, right, right. Most of it. So. So. Okay, so second person. Yes. <laughs> Tom Waits, number one. Number two. Yeah. Uh, an artist named Dave McKean. What has Dave McKean done? Dave McKean did all the covers for the Sandman books. Um, the Neil Gaiman stuff. Yes. Okay. He works with. He's like Neil Gaiman's uh, Danny Elfman. Okay. He's like uh, Taron. He's like uh, Silent Bob's Jay. I understand. You know. I understand. So, but uh, he he also he directed and did all the art and stuff for a movie called Mirror Mask as well. But his art is just it's very much. It very it makes me feel the same way Tom Waits' music kind of makes me feel. I like that. Um, it, it makes me feel at home. I mean, like imagine, so that just guy got a major plug. What's his name? Dave McKean. Dave McKean. You just said Dave McKean's art is a Tom Waits song. Yeah, I mean, that much. on the flyer is yeah. that's marketing, baby. Yeah, no, no, you're totally right about that. And it would totally work. Um, but it, it, it's just he, the world he lives in is like a world that I live in. Okay. Um, nothing's nothing's concentric nothing's perfect everything has its flaws but its flaws are its beauty and, and Dave McKean is, is a genius at pulling that off so he, he I, I try I try to capture that in my art as well not Dave McKean's art but that that whole idea of it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be con, uh, concise uh-huh. it doesn't have to be perfect like if the tree's crooked and has like four four out of the six limbs dead on it and they're all twisted and leaves are dried up on it and the rest is growing green and beautiful that's my favorite tree right you know so that that's kind of how i feel about dave mckean's art and tom waits music i feel that i like where this is going number three number three is andy kaufman why and uh it's because he lived the way he wanted to and he basically choreographed his life to have everybody in the whole world entertain him 
Okay. And, and, and he made a career out of doing that. He was also a wrestler from time to time. But that was part of it. Right. He wrestled you know, Jerry he, King Lawler in Memphis. He, he, Come on, baby. That's the thing. He, he had his hands in everything. Every, every podcast I bring up wrestling some way, somehow yeah, it comes no, up. No, that's perfect because he was into wrestling and uh, he was into wrestling women. Okay. And, and that's <laughs> it took that, a strange turn, but let's here, get in no, it. No, no. It makes sense, though, because uh, you, you stick. You, why get into? Oh a, yes, yes, I know what you're talking why, about. Why get into a, a match that, that you have a chance on losing? Yeah, you know, and I, I'm not saying that women, no woman could beat him up or, That's what I was or about whatever. To say. I mean, Calvin like, wasn't a big guy, bro. I, but but I think he choreographed it enough to know that he was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he yeah. was gonna come out ahead. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what about the thing about Andy Kaufman that I like is that he he basically choreographed his entire life to entertain himself and, and his friends. Yeah, and, and so that shows a lot of commitment and a lot of creativity to be able to pull off a whole career doing that and entertaining your close friends and family at the exact same time. That's awesome. And, and, and nothing else matters. Like, he had some core values, and he, he made sure to follow those. That's cool. And, and I like it. And, and he played all these different characters, and he was the type of person to tell you a joke but you didn't know it was a joke you just thought you were in a really weird bizarre experience right that might be my life <laughs> yeah. but yeah yeah at the sandwich shop across the street that's exactly what it felt like exactly exactly right. but see he would have been andy kaufman right and that was all just a joke, but you don't know it's a joke. Exactly. And he, you know, he's gonna go home. I'm, I'm look. I'm staring at him through the window, right, and we're yeah. sitting. Yeah. With, oh god. With with, uh, with discontent with, in your yes, eyes. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So um, those are my top three. That's awesome. And. Um, but you're Houston's own Tim Burton. How does he, that not Tim oh, Burton? Oh, not they, make, they called me a beatnik too, or something like that. Right. Right. It, but it wasn't a beatnik. It was a what? hipster. Okay. Which, which they're pretty much modern day beatniks, right? I, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I think we we missed the hipster thing. We're kind of old for. I don't know. That I, was like the next gen under generation under us, you know. I I I, I do snap and uh, try to talk in, and uh, uh, and po- scat. Yeah, and scat Super sometimes. Ba-ba-ba-ba, but only yeah, when I'm in hey, the shower, baby. Only when I'm in the shower. <laughs> a little scat. I've never scattered on the podcast. No, before. it's more like the rain was coming down, so we couldn't see her crying. Exactly. Yeah, we're going. I thought we were doing it. We, oh, all right. Let's like see. the people around us, they're like, "Where do those guys get black berets from?" <laughs> I um, very cool, man. I'm excited to have Dirk Strangely on the show. We're in this. Um, we're talking about influences. We're talking about your art. We're talking about how many years you you are on the say the comic con circuit. You've been you've been selling Ooh, art. Uh, Two thousand seven was my first one. Was your first con, and it's seven years later now. Okay. So. How how are you transitioning from the first one to the last one? I'm still, what's, I'm still. What's the deal? I'm still kind of following, uh, following my um, my original motto, which is just basically uh, make art for myself and, and share it with everybody else. What and, and when I say art, I don't mean just painting or drawing. I mean the lifestyle of being an artist and 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 taking an idea and sharing it with other people in a way they can relate to it and and be inspired or influenced by it as well. Um, in the same manner that I was talking about Andy Kaufman, Tom right. Waits, and Dave McKean, they're all artists, but they're three different kinds of artists. That's awesome. Uh, so, like, that that's, that's what I hope to be. I, I hope to be able to 
be an artist and, and project that through everything I do. So, that, I mean, not everybody in the world knows your name, Dirk Strangely, but a lot of people are like, I think I've heard of that guy. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of interaction with, with some celebrity, we'll say that, mm-hmm. um, and, and being in this con scene, you always have some crazy green room story or somebody you bumped into or let's talk about maybe celebrity of some sort, writers, actors, songwriters, whatever, who owns some of your art? Oh, um, John Schneider, uh, Duke's a Hazard guy. Okay. He was also the dad on Smallville. Okay. Um, he was also on Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is in the, another show I like. Right. He was trying to talk Larry David's wife into having a threesome with him <laughs> and his wife. It was awesome. Um, he owns some of my art. Um, Mini Me. Vern Troyer? Yes. No, Mini Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how'd, that, how'd that story go? Tell me the Mini Me story. I've seen y'all, hang, y'all hanging out one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we uh, met each other in the green room at Alamo City Con. He was a really cool little dude. I just, I kind of, I wanted to take him in one of those little, I wanted to mini-me him. I really right, did. Right. I, I really did. I wanted to be his best friend. Right. And, and not just because he's tiny, but like his energy. I mean, is he is he cool about that? Or is he like, it's not me, bro. He tries to fight you. No, I, I didn't go there with him. I was just like, right. I, we were just talking about iPhones, actually. Right. And um, uh, my girlfriend was with me, too. Yeah. And... and I think she might have been flirting with him. I don't know. <laughs> what, if, what if I lost my girl to Minnie? <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I won't put it past you. <laughs> yeah. I'd put that in my bio. Right. I'd put that in my bio. Dirk Strangely, artist, singer, songwriter, lost girlfriend to Minnie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I like how you don't say Vern Troyer. <laughs> no, no, like, no, it's no. just Minnie Me. It's Minnie Me. Um, it, there's not really much story to that. It's just I, I hung out with him one time. He yeah. he liked we sh, we sh, you know he asked me what I did. I showed him and he really liked it. He was like, oh, I want to come over and get a piece of art. So you know he did. Yeah, he came over and got get? a piece of art. I think he got one of my cats, and I don't okay. even think it was for him. So like I, right. I kind of feel like he came over and he was like, ah, oh, now I got to pick some art from this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's gonna make him feel bad if I don't. It's like somebody is like, hey, you want my autograph? No, I'm good. Thanks though. Right, right, right. You know. Uh, I'll give I'll give this autograph to my mom. I think <laughs> I think she saw Austin. Uh, right, right, right. Um, I, my, one of my favorite stories: the Feruza Bach story. Miss uh, Vicky Valencourt herself, Feruza Bach. Tell me that yeah. story. Well, okay. Uh, my my, you know the get out of jail free card. Mm-hmm. Like when you're married, you get a. Like, right, right. If I ever get a chance with this person, you can't you can't hold it against me. Right. You know, I get my wife doesn't have that card, but yeah. I've heard other people might yeah, yeah. have that card. Yeah, my wife doesn't believe in those. That card exists. Right? No, so no. I, she's a. Um, my, she'll, she'll cut somebody. She'll yeah. cut you. <laughs> I believe. So it. go I ahead. Uh, well, my my ex wife, she would have cut me too. Right. But um, she she had Johnny Depp, uh, okay. where, uh, along with the rest of the population of the females in the world. Right. And I had uh, obviously a uh, like a more what about a, you, Johnny acquired Depp? taste one. Huh? You and Johnny Depp. Me and Johnny Depp? Yeah. I wouldn't. Which, which I, wouldn't Johnny, pa- I wouldn't pass it up. Which Johnny Depp would you go with if you had to pick one? Benny and June. Benny and June, Johnny Depp. Yeah, huh. Benny and June. Uh, definitely not Willy Wonka. Because <laughs> <laughs> that could actually happen. Yeah, oh. that, that one could actually happen. Uh, okay. That's, that's too real. Right. Um. All right, so basically... Uh, I like Lone Ranger, Johnny Depp, <laughs> if I had to pick one. For, Tonto. One? Oh, Lone Tonto. Ranger. That, that's a pretty good one. I'm like, that's no, no, no. 
leave the bird on your head. Yeah, it's Go gonna, ahead. It's gonna, get, it's gonna get weird. It's gonna get weird if, yeah. it, if it's Tonto. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Feruza Bok was mine. She was my okay. get out of jail free card. You know. And then what, what made what made it even more tricky is I found out after I decided she was my je- get out of jail free card right. that she is a lesbian. Okay. So that. Oh no, you're you're fine. Um. So yeah, she just like covered her mouth like, "Oops, I, I was talking during their interview." Oh no, like, she's cool. I, yeah, no, it's ambiance. I almost invited her to sit you down. You should have. I got to roll with it. Yeah. So. Um, Basically, we did the show. At, see, I got it such a better story than this, even that's, okay. that, that we can lead into it with. All right, let's go. All right, Come on. Get, so get I, I met her at Spooky Empire, uh, this horror horror convention in Orlando, Florida, and um, I went back in the room to like I just wanted to get a visual of her, like in person. She was like, she was like almost fifty and still like super. She's almost fifty, probably, but she was like just beautiful. Right. You know, she still looks super good. And um, I, I always liked her, so like I did a piece of art for her there in watercolor, and basically I, I drew her head, her face, like kind of like the craft, okay, like gothic style, and then I put her an owl body, and then I put, I put her on a tree, and then like a sunset in the background, right. like a lachusa, pretty much. I like that. Yeah, pretty much. No. We'll get into the lachusa stories yes, later, but go will. ahead. So. Um, and I wrote something on her like, um, "Fair Feruza never knew her beauty uh, until until others pointed it out to her." Something like that. Yeah. So just something kind of artsy, but something nice and right. and heartfelt. And, and um, I go to give it to her at the end of the show, and she's gone. She left early, and so her agent was there. I'm always dealing with their agents, so I give it to her agent, and he's like, "I'll make sure she gets this." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." Um, she's probably never going to see that. Right, right. Well, I literally, like, I, I feel like it was a year later. My ex-wife wakes me up, like, pissed. Like, just pissed. Like, hey, get up. I'm like, what? What's up? She's like, why is Feruza Balk writing you, telling me she's trying to get a hold of you? You know, because I used to have Sean and book my shows right, for me. Right, 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 right. So, like, she wrote her, and she's like, I'm trying to get a hold of artist Dirk Strangely. Uh, he gave me a piece of art. It means a lot to me. It made me cry. Um, can I have his phone number, email, something to get a hold of him? And um, it was just surreal. Like That's crazy. Well, yeah. It was just surreal. Like So did you yeah. ever talk to her? Or did the, the ex-wifey I, I, no, kibosh no. that? I, I wrote Put her, the kibosh on it. <laughs> I wrote her back. Oh, she even in her email was like, please don't give this email to anybody or whatever. But yeah. I wrote her back, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm glad you liked it. Hey, let me get that email. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she never wrote back or anything. But at that same show, you have to you have to hear the Gary Busey story. Yes, that's, I was going to lead into the Gary Busey story. Okay. We, I, I, I was in a Gary Busey conversation yesterday, and I was like, when I interviewed her strangely, yes. we're going to bring up the Gary Busey. Okay. Sh- okay. The, the Gary Busey story, you got to hear. Okay. Um, so nothing ever came about the Fruja Bok? No. She's not having your babies? No. Okay. I tried. I tried. <laughs> okay. Uh, no card. But Gary Busey is having your babies? I probably would have a better chance mm-hmm. okay, with Gary okay. Busey, and you'll hear why after this. Okay, this is ro- rock so, and roll. So same show. It's, it's somewhat family friendly if it gets too crazy, but but it's not, it's not you know. But go ahead. Yeah. Just go with I'll, it. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, well, basically, um, 
you know, I'm at, I'm at my table. Gary, Gary Busey's in the media section in a different room. And uh, I keep hearing people walk by my table or even come up to my table and talking to me about, like, yeah, he's in there. Like, I saw him make out with, like, two girls, and they're, like, teenagers. <laughs> Dang, Busey! Yeah, yeah, Busey's, like, what, 60-something? Yeah, yeah. And um, so, like, there's this <laughs> whole thing where, like, it was just awkward. Like, this girl, she comes up to my table. She's like, I made out with Gary Busey. And I'm like, yay. Uh, right. Don't, pl- please don't touch my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. Yeah. Um, and make out with this print. So this print kind of made out with Gary Busey. I like that. Uh, so it, it was a little odd. It was entertaining, though. I was like, yeah, that's perfect. for right. That's a perfect ambiance for right. Gary Busey to be at a show, like, making out with all the young girls and stuff like that. Like, not even asking them, just doing it. Yeah. And some of them go along with it, and some of them didn't. Right. But Gary Busey was playing a numbers game. <laughs> I like if that. If I try to make out with 200 you of know? them. Babe Ruth struck out just me more times yeah. than he hit home runs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he hit more home runs than everybody else because he tried, he tried for a home run so every many time. times. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's a numbers game. Come on, Busey. So, things, things we can learn from Gary Busey oh, with just, Dirk Strange. It just gets so much better. Okay, go. Rock, okay. rock with it. So I, I have a piece of art that I did called Gary the Mouse Busey. I've seen it. Yeah. Yes. And, and uh, I... I, okay, so I was like, you know what? Now, before the weekend's over, I'm gonna take my print to him to get him to sign it. But I gotta figure out a way. Uh, how are we doing? Yeah, we're good. Okay, I gotta figure out a way to um, bring him my print without offending him. Because what it is is a, it's a cracked out looking mouse. Right, right. At, with huge. Teeth. And it looks exactly like Gary Busey. <laughs> yes, huge teeth. One. But big, let me ask you this: When you started drawing it, was it Gary Busey, or yes. it just came out to be Gary Busey? Yes, I wanted to draw like a cracked out, like rat with like huge teeth That's that awesome. looked like Gary Busey. Um, and honestly, I don't, I don't remember if it was meant to be him or if it ended up just being him. Okay. But either way, it, it's Gary de- Busey. Destiny made it be him. <laughs> I understand. And uh, so okay, so uh, we go to this. It's common to go to the pool party at the hotel after Spooky Empire. Okay. This is before they change venues. And uh, so we're out at the pool. There's Jason Muse playing volleyball with girls in the pool. Okay. All right. Uh, me, um, uh, some cosplayer, a playmate, a friend, and I think somebody from um, a House was, of, somebody from House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, was, I can't remember his name. Was Jake Busey there? Jake was also there, yes. His son, Jake, Jake was there. Son. I yes. remember you telling me the story. And, and, continue. And, yeah, and I, I remember them actually talking. And, and uh, I, I had already met Jake a few times, so he already knew, we were already on first name basis. Right. So like and he was in a show bringing it back with Vern Troyer back in the day. I don't remember that. Yes, they had a show together. There was oh, another man, guy that, too. That paints things. But I remember. Yeah, was that what that is? Yeah. Uh, Oh man, I don't. People just that. just spray painting. Was it was he tagging or he spray painting something? No, he was just spray painting these things. Oh okay. All right. So anyway, all right. So Jason Mew's playing volleyball in the pool with, with some girls. We're at the table with a bunch of people. One of the guys from a House of Thousand Corpses. I can't remember his name. Some something Irwin Irwin Keys. Right. He's like something zombie. Uh, Rob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh-uh. So anyway, we're sitting at one of those umbrella thing. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like a like this, but it has like an umbrella above right, it right. and lawn chairs and stuff. And then there's a lawn chair in front of us, and um, Gary just he's in his jammies. Right. Like he's got. Like I a, like a, that like you a, use the word jammies. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a, a, a faded red shirt, which is now pink. Okay. And then just some like 
some like pajama jammy, bottoms, some jammy pants, but yeah. they're striped. Yeah, no, they were just like. Honestly, it looked like a homeless. Homeless. Okay. He, he stole it from a homeless person. Okay. But it was awesome. It was like the perfect Gary Busey jammies. Yeah. He just started his own clothing. And line. his hair was all messed the up, Busey and he line. just looked yeah. tired and stuff. And so he looked like a Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so he's sitting on the lawn chair in front of, like, in front of us, and we're like, "Huh, that's okay, whatever." He's just like hanging out. And then, like, two young girls walk by, and they're like, hi, you know, and he's like, hey. And they, he, he grabs them by their arms and pulls them down onto the lawn chair to sit with them. So now Gary Busey is sitting on a lawn chair with two teenage girls. Right. You sure they're teenagers? If if they weren't teenagers, yeah. they were freshly out of teen- right. teenagerhood. So, like, 20, earliest. Like 19, 20. Okay. Okay. Uh, not old enough to drink. Okay. Well... He's sitting. He's sitting on the lawn chair with him now, and I'm, we're just kind of watching this like occur. And he's chatting with them, and he throws in like a, a leg rub here and there. Yeah. And to the point to where now we're looking at him, and he's awkwardly like, like has his hands on both of the girls' legs. Right, but he looks but, uncomfortable because he can't reach. Yeah, he, he can't really reach. Like so, he's like, he he's got to be like in an awkward position to do it, but he's still doing it because he's right. Gary Busey. And then this guy that looks just like Polly Shore comes out of left field. Was it Polly Shore? It wasn't Polly Shore, okay. but like I'm gonna call him Polly Shore in the like, story. Right. Okay. So Polly Shore now or Polly Shore and Cino Man? And Polly Shore and Cino. Oh Man. my God! Yes. <laughs> like he, he had a Metallica shirt on. He had like the the long wavy hair. He was like Harry Busey. No, he's in the truth. He had like a Karate Kid like he's bandana right. on, and he's like. He goes, really, Tiffany? This guy? <laughs> this guy, Tiffany? <laughs> and and she, she just starts making a scene. And, and Gary Busey's all, like, looking at him with his mouth open and his teeth out. Like, like what's going on here? Right. And, and, the, and the girls are like, we're just chatting. He's like, his hand's on your leg. He's groping you guys. Really? This guy? Mm-hmm. He's, like, 80. Like, how old are, how old are you? <laughs> He's, right. like, talking to Gary Busey. How old are you? <laughs> And, uh, and and Gary Busey's like looking around, all confused, doesn't really know what to do. And is and it, uh, like this lady comes in. She's like in a like a, a suit, like not a dress, but like a professional like right, suit. right. So she works for the hotel. Yeah. Okay. Oh no. Well, she she was just some lady in a suit. Oh, okay. And she and she comes up and she's like, uh, "Excuse me, sir, we, you gotta leave. You gotta leave." Not and, to Busey. And, no, not to Busey. To okay. the guy. <laughs> and, and he's like, "But she, that's my girlfriend right there." He's, he's like, I want my girl. He's like, come on, come on, come with, uh, come with me. They're kicking me out. And she's like, no, we're just going to stay and chat. And he's like, really? Really? Got Busey. So, so they, they kicked he him out of the pool. Busey. And, uh, <laughs> and then the lady goes and sits down. And, um, uh, and Busey turns to the girls. He's like, uh, my agent took care of it. She didn't even work for the hotel. Um. She, she's just some lady. And came in and acted like she was a professional, whatever, right. like security or something. Hey, you got to leave, sir. And, and the guy just left. And, and kicked, kicked, uh, like took the girl's boyfriend out of the pool and kicked him out and told him to go sleep it off. And, and so, and, and now, uh, now Gary Busey's all hitting on his girlfriend and some other girl. So Love like it. this, this dude went to bed, like Gary Busey's like having, <laughs> he's doing things with my girl and, and <laughs> right. another girl. Like, 
that was gonna happen to me tonight. Right. And now it's happening got, to him. He got busied. Yeah, he got busied. I've never. I wish I was busied sometime in my life. This story doesn't end there. Okay, go ahead, brother. Keep going. Okay, so the next day, I go to get my print sign, my Gary the Mouse Busey print sign, and I go into the room, and uh, I walk up to him. I was like, "Hey, Gary, uh, <laughs> I, I did this, <laughs> I did this piece of art. Um, I want I, I want you I want to get you to sign it. Yeah. I was ready to pay him, you know, to sign it and everything." And uh, he looks at it, and he looks at me, and he's, he looks back at it, and he's like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's just a piece of art I did. Um, you know, he was like, why would you depict me in this way? <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I didn't want to say, well, because, like, you kind of look like a cracked out mouse a little bit. <laughs> right, right, right. So I wanted to depict you in that way because it's funny, and other people get it, too, because they think you look like a cracked out mouse, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we still love you anyway. Oh, Gary the Rat Busey is yeah. what your piece called, right? Yeah, Gary the Mouse Busey. Oh, okay. And, you know, I didn't want to say that. So I was like, oh, I, you know, I, I like mice and you're one of my favorite actors and I respect your work. And he starts screaming uncontrollably, go team, go team, banging on the table. Right. Go you're, team. That's awesome. I don't know if I was in the team or if he was in the <laughs> team alone. Just go team. But like... And, you know, I went Michael Keaton. You want to get crazy? Let's get crazy. Right. Go team. And I start screaming it with him. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That's probably really loud. Yeah. It's, it's a little bumping on the mic, but you're good. I like the effects. Yes. Gary Busey, go teaming on the table. Yeah, you're screaming, go teaming. And everybody's like looking and I'm just like. And you're with Busey. Go teaming. I'm with Busey and I'm holding Gary the rap Busey. He signed it. And I'm like, victory. Um, and I'm screaming it with him now. Right. And then um, we we leave the room. and then Can, do, you, do you still have any more Gary the, the, the rap Busey prints? I do. You should bring, are you? Are they going to be at the show? I should well, totally bring should them. To- I, you know, if if somebody mentions the podcast that they heard the story, I on the tell podcast. you what. I tell you what. Right. Uh, the truth is, I only have two left. Okay. Here, here's the thing, though. Okay. I have I have the one that I had signed, and it's framed, hanging up on my wall. I feel that. And then I have one that's just sitting in a box somewhere uh-huh. that I think with like a bunch of books piled on top of okay. it. Okay. But I still have the file, and I, I do all my prints are limited edition. They're, I only do two hundred. I don't will, really will advertise that. Will you bring that. the signed one to the show? Not for sale, just to show. I'll bring the signed one, awesome. and, and I'll do one up better than that. I'll make some eight by tens, and okay. I'll do a limited edition of ten of those. Okay. And I'll bring those to the show. But only to people who mention the podcast that they heard the Gary the Busey. All right. All right. I, they I like come, that. They're going to come like to you, that. and they'll be like, "Tell me about Gary Busey." Yes. Let's yes, do yes. that. All right. So yeah. I'll so if you're this. out there, you're going to the art show. You tell Dirk Strangely, I heard the Gary Busey story. All right. Yes. Okay. That's yes. that's awesome. I'll make I I'll cut make you the, off. But where where were you going from there? No, no. I was just, I was, you and Busey, you're go teaming together. I think that's where we left. Oh, off. basically, I just let I just left the room, and I was like, that was the best Gary Busey, like moment ever. Right. Like I, I that's better than any movie I've ever seen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He made a surfing one back in the '60s that was pretty awesome. Oh. But. Well, very cool. We've been rocking and rolling for like 43 minutes, and I'm down. Um, cool. I want to bring you back. I want to hear some more about the crazy life on the road of Dirk Strangely. I appreciate your art, man. Um, one of my favorite artists out there. I- I'm inspired by a lot, almost everything you do, Thanks, not Chef. just uh, the art aspect. But um, before we go, besides art, some other things you're working on, would you like to talk about them? Uh, we have a show in production called World of Strangely. Okay. And um, we've filmed the pilot already. Uh, we got some interaction with Stan Lee and uh, friend John Snyder and the drummer from the Ramones. And, right. Marky. Um, yeah. Oh, we also got um, 
uh, the girl from Gotham, the Gotham yeah, yeah, show, yeah. she came cat, and bought it. Yeah, she came and right. Bought she loved your cats. I yeah, saw, I saw cat it on girl her loved Instagram my cat or something. Yeah, she was like in her room. She was all about it. Yeah, she was all about it off. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, th- I think we got an interview with her on there. But basically, it's just the, the show's basically looking at the world that I live in. And it's the world you live in, too. But it's kind of you're seeing it from my perspective. Right. In the show. That's awesome. So it's pretty cool. There will be a lot a lot of pop culture stuff. You'll see uh, in one of the episodes where I don't know if I'm allowed to give it away, but I'll give it away for you on your podcast. Okay. Uh-oh. Exclusive. Boom. <laughs> I'm going to be uh, wrestling a professional um, WWF wrestler from like the I'm gonna eight- say legend. They w- it will be a legend. <laughs> you have to. I don't say know the- if I want to say the name right now. Okay, but, okay, uh, okay. But but I, I uh, might be there. I, then we might work it out where I'm there with no, you. No, no. That that's that's actually I was telling uh, I was telling the producer I was like I want my friend Chevy to be my manager on the show. No, we like, got, uh, right where he talks all the trash for me. Okay, because I'm not good at talking trash. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm down. I'm in it. I'm in it. All right, cool. Hopefully I can get hit with a chair or something. I'm living for it. Yes, living for yes. it. Um, that's awesome. Or a um, guitar. I got a, I got a guitar ready to get. We'll do. We'll do it. So, oh, uh, so that might that, that might hint who it is. Right, right. What uh, what else you got going on besides that? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I got that. Yeah, I I do have another business coming up, but I can't really talk about that okay, right now. Okay, you're just gonna throw that. A little but, maybe the next podcast. But, but yeah, we'll no, do it in the next okay. one, and it, it's uh, basically art management. Um, That's cool. Teaching artists that don't really know the business part of the art world. That's pretty rock and roll. How to do it. Because I got countless friends, so that means that everybody else in the world could probably use help, too. Right, right, right. Countless friends that need help, you mean? Yes. Okay, you were just like, I got countless friends. You can't even count all my friends, people. No, no, no. There's so many friends. You could count all my close friends Uh uh, on, like, a hoof. (laughs) (laughs) You, you don't even need phalanges to count right. on my friends. You just need a hook. Oh, right, right, right. Um, so, man, no, that, uh, it's awesome. I've seen your work just do amazing things from beginning to end. Like I said, I was there when you are like, I think I'm going to draw, and I laughed in your face. And uh, now you're taking care of your family, making a bunch of money, doing what you do. So um, <laughs> I'm taking my foot out of my mouth. And yeah, uh, like I said, you've I'm always inspired. been supportive. Hey, though, thank so. you, man. Yeah, no, no, always. for sure. Um, love your your some of my favorite pieces you've done. Um, when you were doing the original Rudels, loved them. Um, we had plans to make our kids a nursery in that, and never did. I mean, we never had a nursery <laughs> for them. So, and then we stopped having kids, so that worked out. Um, your um, Tweedles, uh, in gorgeous. all fairness, you never stopped having kids. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> we just never had a room for them, so gotcha. they never had their own room. Gotcha. Um, uh, this this plague doctor is probably my next on the list of favorite stuff you're doing. Um, I actually have an original Day of the Dead piece you did. Yes, you do. Um, in my kitchen. Well, we're, we're probably gonna, we're moving. We're in the process of moving, but it's going back up. Um, it's one of my favorite pieces. I love that piece. Um, yeah, you 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 take up a lot of my walls in my house. So um, thanks, Chevy. Hey, no problem, man. So I dig, dig your art. You're in the gallery at Toxic City. So we just want to thank you for that. Um, hopefully, getting prints in that gallery soon. We had a bunch of originals, but yes. after his show, we'll definitely have a run of prints there. He's taking definitely. over our store for a month. Um, so that's the idea. Yeah, for um, the from, Doctor yes, show. Yes, from October 17th to the end of October, um, you will be there. Yeah. Um, oh, also, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be uh, doing, um, like, monster portraits of people, too, like Halloween portraits. You're doing them at the show? Yeah, I'm going to do awesome. them at the show on the opening night. That's awesome. So, I- so. anybody that comes... Uh, can get like a, a like a Halloween horror portrait or just like a fun Halloween right. portrait or whatever. And we mentioned the first fifty people. First fifty people get signed limited edition. Yep. Um, signed coffee, coffee color, stained print. coffee stained print. That's amazing. Which looked Man. like the original 
play right. posters. Right. I know um, some r- randomly real quick, and we're not going to go into the stories. Sure, sure, sure. Just some other cool people you've met at cons, and a little teaser for next time you're on the show. Okay. Uh, I know. Ne- Breaking Bad guy? That's right. Gus Breaking Bad guy. Uh, you met that Car- guy? That's Car- awesome. Carlos Espesinito? Yes. yes. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, I met him. I met Skinny Pete from Breaking Bad okay. as well. And... Um, I don't know. There's just there's so many. There's just been so many. You always tell me crazy. Every time you come back from a con, you tell yeah, me another crazy I, I story. Yeah, I meet all these other and, crazy people. Yeah, yeah. And so I want to hear more about that. We'll bring you on. We'll have like uh, con life with Dirk Strangely section right. on our, our podcast, <laughs> and that's pretty much. Awesome. No, that is yeah, cool. yeah. And um, cool. no, dude, man, just appreciate the art. If you have not checked out his art, um, we got tons of fans that come and talk to you that love your art, already know who you are. Oh, awesome. Um, and we're getting new fans, and they're like, ah, uh, out of all, you know, like go through the art, and they're like, this is the piece that. Awesome. And I really like this. So we're seeing a lot of that stuff going on. But after the well, hopefully o- October 17th, is that what we said? Yep, October, October 17th. 17th. We are, 6 o'clock. Right. We are rocking and rolling. Hopefully that, that the legacy of Dark Strange is going to grow at Toxic City. And just thanks for being a friend, man. Thanks yeah. for all the art you do. And we're rocking and rolling. I'm going to shut this piece down. We're going to come back later on, maybe in a few weeks, few months or something, with mm-hmm. the second part to uh, Dark Strange. He's going to come back on, talk more craziness about cons, talk more about his art. More about his ideas. Maybe we'll even maybe have some Dirk Strangely music going on. Hey, why not? We'll Let's see. We'll see what's going on with that. So, all right, man. Um, thank you. Anything you want to say before we go? You want to plug no. anything? Websites, Instagrams, uh, worldisstrangely.com is my website. Uh, you can buy prints and art from there. Uh, but pretty, you can also pretty much just hit me up on fa- Facebook, Dirk Strangely, and just say hi. That's awesome. Yeah. On that note, people, this is. Chevy Chavaria, the excellence of podcast execution, and my good friend Dirk Strangely, one of my favorite artists in the world. We are out, baby. And let's thank uh, Mr. Dirk Strangely. Thanks for all the crazy stories. Thanks for um, let, let, letting us in on, the, on that, that Busey thing, man. I think that's super cool. Um, again, that is October 17th. Um, the Plague Doctor series, the first art show of Toxic City Comics. Um, the art of Mr. Dirk Strangely will be taking over our walls. First 50 people to come in will get a coffee-stained, signed, um, and numbered print by Dirk Strangely himself. So get here. Get here early, man. First 50 to come in um, will be receiving that. <clears throat> still hacking up stuff. I ain't scared. I'm still going on. Um, the other thing we have going on this month October 30th at Toxic City Comics. We are doing our first ever haunted house. It's really in the back alley, so we are calling it Zombie Alley. We are filling that alley full of 30 to 40 zombies. You come in our back room. We wrap a um, flag football style flag around your waist and push you out in the alley, and you have to make it to the other end without the zombies pulling your your flag, (laughs) a.k.a. biting you. So um, come out. That's October 30th. Um, the line will start about 7 o'clock, and uh, it'll go to like 10.30. Man, come out. It should be a blast. We have some good stuff planned. Um, other than that, that's Dirk Strangely Art Show, um, October 17th. That is our zombie alley, October 30th. Come out. Come support local. Um, community, culture, comics, man. That's what we're about. And so we're asking that community to come out. Let's make it live. Let's make it hype. Let's all have a good time. Um, inspire us to do awesome things next year. Um, but just, yeah, just come out, man. I think it should be good if uh, by the time this airs, if you have heard it, the week it airs, October 10th, National RoboCop Day and slash Mr. Derek, not Rick Thomason's birthday. Um, you guys should come out and check that out. It should be amazing. Everybody's going to have guns come out of their legs. It'll be awesome. National RoboCop Day, and we're celebrating 
Derek's not Rick's birthday. Just thanks for being a part of everything we do from the beginning, man. Um, and he'll probably be on a podcast in a few weeks because he loves to do them, and he bullies me into letting him on and then tells me how amazing he is. That's what he does. Again, thanks, Mr. Dirk Strangely. You guys go check out his work, check out his style. He has some amazing things coming up in his life, and you'll definitely be hearing more about it here on The Adventures of Toxic City. We made it again. One more week. We are still on the air. Thank you, bmoviesandebooks.com, for putting us out. Not giving me the boot, believing in us. We are still rocking and rolling. Next week, I have a Mr. Jesus Garza from Space City Nerd on the show telling me about his nerdy weekend that he had when we recorded this. Um, just all the nerdy haps around Houston, man, the things they're into. It should be a good show. They are the hub of everything nerdy that goes down in Houston. And so you guys should know who they are Space City Nerd. They are another podcast, they're another webpage. Um, you guys should totally check them out. So that's next week coming up again. Thanks for coming on this ride. Thanks for taking my coughs and me hacking up my lungs on this microphone. Thanks for the adventure. Come back next week. Hang out with us. Dirk Strangely, you're stinking amazing. We love your art. Um, please come out to his art show. It's going to be beautiful. So check that out. All right. We are out with this song. For one of my favorite bands called Showbread. The song is George Romero will be at our wedding. It just makes me happy. I love you. Thanks for coming out. We are definitely out now, babies.